0: with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.imturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page Go to Facebook and search I am turkey hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 189, Idaho Turkey Hunt. And I am your host and the guy who has started farming for turkeys. Now that turkey hunting is over for me, it's time to start planning a few crops for some turkeys in hopes that we'll get just the right amount of rain I'll get some good grain production and get some birds drawn in there. So as you know, it's never too early to start planning. Today we are 281 days, nine hours, 26 minutes, and 36 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I got my field spot sprayed and broken And this weekend, I'll run back over them with the disc again and put a little seed and fertilizer on them. Assuming it rains again a few times, like I mentioned, I should have some milo in about 75 days. And I'm also thinking about planting some dwarf corn I've never planted any of it and I'm curious to know if any of you guys have and if you had good results with it. If you have, I'd love to hear from you at andy at iamturkeyhunting.com and just kind of let me know what your results were, if it's something you would plant again, and how it held up through the hunting season, through the deer season, and if you left it standing for turkeys at all. Speaking of turkeys, let's talk some turkey hunting. So when I left you guys last week, all four of us on this trip, Chip, John, Brian, and I tagged out in Washington the first day and a half of our seven-day hunting trip. Chip and John had a day head start on us in Idaho, scouting some public land and knocking on a couple of doors to try to get permission to hunt some private land as well. John actually secured two private land spots that were very close to the public land that chip and john had been scouting and after brian and i killed sunday morning chip and john took both brian and i on a scouting trip sunday afternoon after we'd gone into idaho and purchased our licenses and tags and john and chip showed us all the areas where they found turkeys and or turkey sign Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. Somehow, and I'm not sure how, John and I got paired up in Idaho, and Chip and Brian got paired up in Idaho. Not that I really care or that it really matters to me. We all get along well, and I enjoy hunting with each of them, but anyway, John and I ended up hunting some private land together, and Brian and Chip hunted some public ground Monday morning, Now, at daylight Monday morning, John and I heard some birds gobble, but they were not on the private ground that we had permission to hunt. And because we sat in a blind in Washington for long enough to not want to sit down and wait on turkeys again, (laughs) neither John and I were very excited about the prospects of sitting and waiting on the gobbling birds to hopefully make their way to the private ground that we had permission to hunt. Now, we didn't know this particular little piece of information until later that same afternoon in talking to the landowner, but the birds that we were hunting on that private land were coming much closer to the house that the landowner lived in than we thought they would be. In fact, the landowner said that the birds would visit his garden around mid-morning almost every day. And his garden is about a quarter of an acre size garden that's disc up directly across the driveway from his house, maybe thirty yards from his house. And then after digging around in the disc up field, they would visit his wife's bird feeder in his front yard. A front yard that his wife spends a lot of time caring for and that looks like It should be featured in the July issue of Better Homes and Garden magazine. His wife wanted the turkeys gone. He wanted the turkeys gone. And we wanted to help with that. In fact, while talking to him Monday afternoon, we were told that it wouldn't matter to him if we shot a turkey right in the front yard at 4.30 in the morning. Like I said, obviously it would have been better for John to have had this piece of intel when he secured permission to hunt the place first so that John and I would not have spent an hour or an hour and a half right at daylight Monday morning on this private land. We probably would have hunted the public land first and then come to the private land to see if the turkeys were in the disk up area where his garden is going to be or even at the bird feeder. So after not hearing any birds that we would have been legal to hunt... At daylight, John and I headed to the public land that he and Chip hunted Sunday morning. This piece of public land is about 8,000 acres, and it is some rugged terrain. It's very steep, and it has some clear-cut on it. It's actually timber company land, and of course, timber companies cut timber. So some of the clear-cut that was on the property was actually on the main road that ran through the property. And I'm going to guess this clear cut was probably 300 acres. You know, I have a hard time really judging that and trusting that I'm accurate or at least in the ballpark because the area is so rugged. The terrain is so rugged and it rolls so much. And there's so many valleys and draws and hills that it's really hard to tell exactly how big that cutover, that clear cut is, but it's a good size clear cut. As you drive into the property, that clear cut is on the right-hand side of the main road. There's still quite a good bit of timber on the left-hand side of the road as you drive in. So we went all the way to the back end of the property, where Chip and John got some response from a couple of turkeys Sunday morning. And John and I walked down the road for a little ways, and we called off and on, and we stopped and glassed for turkeys out in the clear cut, and we just didn't get any response. We didn't see any turkeys, nothing. So we walked back to the truck, got in the truck. We drove back towards the entrance of this piece of property that we were hunting, and we stopped And checked another spot and walked a little ways down the road in that spot. Calling, glassing, and still nothing. So there was one more spot that John wanted to check. And he wanted to check it on our way out to leave this piece of property. As we're driving towards that one last spot, John pulls the truck off to the side of the road. Really and truly there is no side of the road to this road. The road is about one and a half car widths wide. And off one edge of the road, there's about a 100 foot drop off. On the other side of the road is an embankment and the rest of the mountain going up. So he pulls over to the side of the road, puts the truck in park. He looks at me and he points straight down and he says, there is a gobbler in full strut right there. Get out, get your gun, and kill him. You can kill him from the road. So I open the passenger door to the truck. Now, the turkey that's in strut that John spotted is on John's side of the truck, down that 100-foot drop-off. And with the truck being there, I can get out of the truck and have the truck block my movement to where I can get around the back of the truck, get my gun out of the back, and slip up to the edge of the road to see if the turkey is there which is exactly what I do. I get out of the passenger door. I walk to the back of the truck. I open the back tailgate of the Suburban and I reach in there. I grab my gun. I load it and I crawl to the edge of the road and I look down that hundred foot drop off and I see a turkey in full strut and a Jake. And they're about 70 to 75 yards away from me. Now, I wasn't Real keen on the thought of taking a 70 or 75 yard shot at this turkey, especially when there are two turkeys that are relatively close together. I don't need to wound a turkey, and I darn sure don't need to kill two because I only have one tag. So I sat there for a second looking down the hill at the turkeys, and then it hit me. I have my fan in the back of the Suburban. Now I'm going to call me out before. Any of you guys can call me out because you've got to be thinking the obvious at this point. And that is that I am hunting public land and I am about to walk back to the vehicle and get my turkey fan and try to fan in a turkey on private land. How stupid is that? Well, that's a good question. You guys have heard me say on this show that numerous times that we should never use a fan on public land. And I did it. So why did I do it, and why am I telling you guys that I did it? Well, it's how I killed the turkey. And there are quite a few reasons why I felt like at that point in time, it was as safe to use a fan on public land as it is to use a fan while turkey hunting anywhere at any time. And here's why. First and foremost, this area is very open. I am on the edge of a clear cut on the side of a road. I think that if someone had shot me in that situation, it could hardly be deemed an accident. But there are other reasons why I felt like at that point in time, it was okay for me to use a fan on public land. Another huge reason is that in order to hunt this piece of property, anyone coming in and out of it is required to sign in there's a sign-in board. No one else had signed in to hunt that property that morning. Now, does that mean that someone didn't come in there and not sign in, whether they forgot or they just out and out didn't do it? No, that's always a possibility. But because no one had signed in, I felt pretty comfortable that we were the only people in there. Another reason that I felt pretty comfortable that we were the only people on that land, is because there were no fresh tracks coming in. There are several puddles in the road on the way in to this piece of property, and no one had driven through those puddles coming in to hunt that property that morning. Another reason, it was Monday morning, and yes, I hunt during the week a great deal, but I can tell you that when I hunt during the week, I see very few other hunters. I actually enjoy hunting public land during the week, even at home, because the turkeys, by the end of the week, start to act like turkeys again. They're not scared to death of everything, because Saturdays and Sundays in the woods are typically very busy days, especially on public land. Another reason that I felt like using the fan at that point in time was as safe as using a fan could be, is that I had another set of eyeballs with me. Now he wasn't immediately with me. He's still in the truck, but John is with me. And if John had seen something suspicious, or saw another hunter, or thought that something bad was about to happen, John would have said something. I am six to eight feet away from the vehicle. It would be virtually impossible for someone to be able to see that turkey fan from a distance of 40 or 50 yards and not see the black Suburban, at least the top of it. They would also have to have seen us drive in if they were already that close to the turkeys to be within shotgun range. Another reason that I felt like it was safe to use a fan on public land at that point in time is that... It's against the law in Idaho to hunt turkeys with a rifle. That is probably the only way that I could have even remotely been in danger, is if someone had a rifle and they were out at 250 or 300 yards, saw the turkey fan, and decided to take a pop shot at it. Now, I know that people break the law. I know that people do shoot turkeys with rifles when it's not legal to do so, I do know that people break the law and they don't sign in to hunting properties when they're supposed to, but I did not feel like at that point in time that using that fan to fan in that turkey on public land was any more unsafe than using it to fan in a turkey on private land where you know you're the only person supposed to be on that property hunting. Using the fan to fan a turkey in, I really and truly do not believe is ever 100% safe. I also don't believe that turkey hunting is ever 100% safe. We're using turkey calls to try to call in a turkey and sometimes we use those calls and they call in other hunters. And I know what you're thinking, well, we use hen calls to try to call in turkeys. Most of the time we do. Sometimes we use gobbles to try to call in a gobbler. But even though we're using hen calls, I can tell you numerous times that I've been in the woods hunting and I have heard a hen yelp or cluck. And I have immediately either sat down or walked in that direction of where I heard that hen calling to sit down and call to see if I hear any drumming. Or if I can get that hen turkey to come in to me And maybe she has her boyfriend with her. So just the sheer fact that we're working turkey calls in the woods adds a big element of danger to the sport of turkey hunting. All right, so I don't want to sound all preachy-preachy here, but I'm trying to defend something that I did that I have said on this show, and I'm not denying it, that it is unsafe. It is unsafe. I still say it. It is unsafe. I still say it. it is not smart to use a fan on public land. I still do not recommend using a fan on public land, but I also don't recommend that we text and drive. I also don't recommend that we drink and drive. I also don't recommend that we speed. I also recommend that we wear seat belts at all times while we're on the road. This goes on and on and on. In fact, most of the actions on that list that I just went through about drinking and driving Texting and driving, not wearing seat belts. most of those things are illegal. What I did was not illegal in Idaho. That doesn't make it safe. Again, I'm not arguing whether or not this was safe or unsafe. All I'm arguing is that it was no more unsafe at that point in time for me to use that fan in that situation on public land than it was for me to use a fan on private land. I will never recommend you guys do that because I don't want to ever hear about you guys being involved in an accident because of something that I said was cool. Go do it. I am now moving on to the rest of the story. I got the fan out of the back of the Suburban. I crawled back to the edge of the road, a whopping six, maybe eight feet to the edge of the road, And as soon as I pop up over the hill with the fan and look down at the turkeys, I see that the gobbler is standing on a stump in full strut. He's not moved. He's 70, 75 yards away. And the Jake sees the fan. And when he sees the fan, the Jake goes, And about three or four seconds later, the gobbler that's in full strut standing up on the stump with his butt to me turns a little bit and he looks over at my direction and I'm moving that fan just enough to give it a little bit of motion, a little movement, a little life. And that turkey looks at me and his wattles turned blood red like that. I immediately got the reaction I wanted to get out of that turkey. He went from being the man showing off for anybody that would look at him to all of a sudden now he thinks he's got to prove his manliness to another turkey that's displaying In his territory. So he stands there in full strut. On the stump. Waddles blood red. Looking at me. Stands there for probably 15-20 seconds. And then he looks down. And he looks back up at me. And he looked down again. And he hopped off of my side of the stump. And he started walking my way. Back up the hill. That I think he had just come from. Now at this point in time. I only see two turkeys. I see The gobbler and I see a jake. They're both walking my way. The gobbler took maybe five or six steps towards me and I see a third turkey. The gobbler took two or three more steps towards me and I saw that that third turkey had a beard as well. Now I'm looking at two long beards and a jake, all three of them moving my direction. The strutter that was standing on top of the tree stump out in the clear cut comes up to another stump And jumps up on that stump and goes down into full strut. He stood there for about 10 seconds and he jumped off of my side of that stump and he kept coming. He's walking up the hill towards me. And every tree stump that was between me and him, he jumped up on to display and show his dominance. It was really pretty cool to watch. Now, at this point, I am wishing that I could get John out of that truck and get him over to me with his gun, and that we could double on these turkeys. But we need a turkey down in Idaho. And I had turkeys coming closer to me and getting closer to being in range. I didn't want to mess that up. Now that strutter is continuing to come. Every stump that he gets to, he jumps up on and he goes down into full strut. He gets about 50 yards from me. He jumps up on a stump, goes into full strut, and I can hear him. <coughs> And he jumped off of my side of that stump and he kept coming my direction, walking uphill the whole way. He jumps up on another stump, goes down into full strut. (coughs) He put his head down to look before he jumped off of that stump. And when he did, I shot. He fell over off the stump and he never moved. I thought that if I got a shot at the turkey, that the other turkeys would run off when they heard the boom from the gun. But they didn't. They kept coming. And they continued to walk up the hill after I shot and rolled my turkey. And I'm holding the fan with my left hand. I've got my gun in my right hand. And I said, John, get out of the truck and get over here and shoot this turkey. Well, John couldn't see the turkey that I shot or any of the other turkeys from where he stopped the truck. He's still sitting in the driver's seat of the truck. And in fact, when I turn around to look at John to say hey, get out here and get my gun and shoot this turkey, I see John's got his cell phone in his hand and he's videoing me fanning this turkey in. So when I realized that these turkeys were continuing to come our direction and I said, John, get out of the truck and come over here and get my gun and shoot this turkey, he has no clue that I've killed a turkey. He has no idea what in the world is going on. So John gets out of the truck. And he comes over there to me, and I hand him my gun, and I pointed and I said, Shoot that turkey right there. All right, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the story, then you need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And here's how you do that simply text the word Turkey Hunter, make it one word, Turkey Hunter with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will send you a text message back that says, please reply with your email address only. Then once you reply with your email address, I will then email you a link that you can click on to create a username and a password in the Podbean application and to pay the $12 annual subscription for the Turkey Hunter podcast. By becoming a premium content subscriber, you will get access to all of the content from all of the past episodes. you'll get access to the premium content for the next fifty two weeks worth of episodes and this week's episode as well. Becoming a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey hunter podcast is cheap. it's easy, and I don't think you'll regret it a bit. Again, that's all that I've got for you guys this week, but you will certainly want to tune in next week because I have another great story for you next week about my Oregon turkey hunt. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast.